The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the Overreaction Buffalo Sports Show, brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. My name is Joe Miller. I'm the voice of this here podcast, this Overreaction Buffalo Show. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. And I have a tickle in my throat. I don't know why, so I just coughed. Apologies to uh, everybody that's watching me live right now. You can follow me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wire. Do me a favor, jump over there when you get a chance and uh, give me a follow. I will interact with you. It will be great. You can also follow the Overreaction Buffalo handle. I believe it's at Overreaction Buff. And I know I keep saying Twitter, and it's actually called X. But frankly, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> it just is the way it is. Do me some other solids. Do me some other favors. Whatever platform you are consuming this podcast or this show vidcast on please like please subscribe also do me a favor and uh, if you have the opportunity or the ability to leave me a review i would love to see a review kind words i would love to see kind words about joe miller and his uh his podcasting abilities but it's so good to have all of you with me everybody that's uh, joining me here on this special friday night edition of the Overreaction Show, Daniel Gowers, Richard Rush, uh, Zach of All Trades. Good to see you guys. Karen Idzik's in the room. Michael Luna's in the room. Uh, there's several of you. There's way more of you that are not necessarily signed into the comment section. But uh, if you are watching this currently live on Facebook or on Twitter, X, uh, if you want to jump over to YouTube, the comment section over there is always a lot more fun. Uh, but it is so good to have you. Uh, and as I like to always say, whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee, at the gym with your AirPods in on the drive to work or watching me live right now. Let me just say one more time, welcome. It is officially a Victory Friday. It's about to be Victory Saturday. We get to sit around all day on Sunday and do nothing but watch football knowing that we got one in the bag, y'all. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk a little bit. We're going to have a little bit of a campfire chat during this year's show. Not going to keep it too long, I don't think. Uh, and before we get started, let's hear from the uh, sponsor of the show. Let's hear from uh, John Spaschek. 
Hello folks, my name is John Spaschak, Associate Real Estate Broker with Metro Roberts Realty. I'm also the leader of the Market Dominators Real Estate Team, where we seek to educate, advocate, negotiate, and dominate, and that we do. We are ranked in less than the top 1% of all real estate agents in Western New York. And I believe that we have this proven success because we use the latest cutting edge technology and strategic plans to help you win even in this crazy real estate market. Now, if you're looking to win and you're thinking of either buying a home or selling a home, you're gonna wanna reach out to us directly where we will answer your call. 716-570-3298. Now, I am the proud sponsor of this podcast the Overreaction Sports Podcast by my good friend, Joe Miller, better known as The Voice. You see, Joe is one of my former clients. At one point in time, Joe reached out to 716-570-3298, and I answered his call, and he won in this real estate market. Now, I'd like to wish everybody in Bill's Mafia a very happy safe and blessed season as we go out the field each Sunday or Monday or Thursday because we have so many primetime games. I wish all of you a great time, a winning season, and one more thing. Go Bills! There we go. Now my microphone's unmuted. That is John Spaschak, the captain, if you will, of the Market Dominator team. Uh, please give John a call at 716-570-3298. Anywhere in the country, if you're in the market to buy or sell a home, do what I did. Give John a call. Happy days are here again. Happy, as I already said, Victory Friday to you. Happy Victory Saturday. Look, look, I'm going to talk for just a couple brief moments. I'm not going to keep you guys long. I believe there is a lot of uh, tweets that I have to read. Again, the mafia is once again up in their feelings. I'd like to incorporate some of your comments for a change. I know that I normally don't do that, uh, but I'm going to try to as I'm because I don't have super detailed notes for this show. Being that it isn't uh, a traditional post game show, either right after the game or uh, the next morning. <laughs> excuse me, uh, I'm going to be coughing during this whole entire show too, just so you guys know. I'll try to mute myself if I can, but I'm going to do the best I can. But uh, yeah, if you've got a comment, I'm going to try to pay attention to the comments a little bit. Uh, if you've got some feelings, if you've got some thoughts around what I'm talking about, if I can get you in, would love to would love to include you folks uh, in this year's show. But uh, we're going to have a little bit of a, like I said, a campfire chat, short conversation. You know, coming into this game, I didn't have a whole lot of like, notes i didn't have a whole lot of like pre-game thoughts no place to uh really start i had no place to begin if that makes any sense normally when uh, you know before the game starts i don't have i don't have like the majority of my notes but i generally have a timbre i have a i have a feel i've got kind of like you know an opening like script talking about the day and, and clearly you know western new york october 26th it's 69 degrees outside at nine o'clock at night we could write a book and we could talk for a week just about that more than likely. Um, just the weather for this football game, the opportunity to be outside tailgating in Western New York for not only a primetime game, but a primetime game in almost November uh, where the weather is just absolutely glorious. But, uh, you know, my notes generally center, center around that. They center around 
where the specific teams are, how the Bills are doing. You hear me do this show every week. You hear me talk about, you know, the Bills are, you know, four and four and three, and they're this and they're that, and coming in and they're they're meeting an opponent, you know, yada, yada, yada. And I just didn't have a real solid direction, I guess is the easiest way for me to say this coming into this football game. And 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 for me, I feel like it just speaks to the absolute bewilderment prior to this football game of who the Buffalo Bills were. I legitimately didn't know, as Joey Hatch says. Joey says, you know, finally a good game where we took the victory. Now we have a little time to rest till the next game. I'm going to be honest with you. I wasn't 100% sure that today <laughs> that's how I would feel. Bill's dad, Dick DeGroat. I don't, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Bill's dad on uh, social media. Uh, he does uh, a lot of parody songs about the Buffalo Bills, and uh, they're great. And I've, I've met Bill's dad a couple times, and he's an awesome dude. Um, has a wild following, and people love his stuff. He literally his 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 parody this week, uh, his musical parody this week was "Who Are You" by the Who. Who are you? Right. Who? who? And like normally, like it comes on and. And, and what he'll do is he'll begin to sing the words that he's written. He's rewritten the words, so rescripted the song basically around what's going to happen this week for the Buffalo Bills. And this week, his his song was Who Are You by The Who, where he just had nothing. There was nothing to sing. There was nothing to say. There was no place to go. Because the reality is, is all of us were feeling the same thing. All of us were kind of in the same boat. Who is this football team? And I would go as far as to probably tell you that this football team didn't know who they were. The only answer that they had regarding this idea of who are we, who have we become is, well, it's a week-to-week league. It's a week-to-week league. For three weeks in a row, we heard it's a week-to-week league. We lost the Jaguars in London. It's a week-to-week league. We we won. We beat the Giants on the very last play of the game that could have potentially been called a penalty. It's a week-to-week league. We lost uh, the following week to the worst team in the NFL. Well, you know, it's just a week-to-week league. My ASS. This is not a situation of it being a week-to-week league. They were doing something completely different philosophically on offense, and it just wasn't working. Period. End of story. I'm going to say that again for you. The last three weeks were not about it being a week-to-week league. They were trying to do something philosophically different on offense, and it wasn't working. Period. End of story. What you saw in this football game against the Buccaneers, and they tried to excuse it away with, well, it was a short week. We needed to have some things that we could hit on quick. We got kind of got back into the old plays and some of the old scripts that we knew really, really well that we knew would come off easy, and we were just able to execute. Yeah, because that's who you are. You guys literally went back to who you are as an offense, 100%. And this guy and every other person that's listening to this guy's voice loved every freaking minute of it. Thank you. Thank you for getting back into the offense that we all have come to know and love. Thank you for running Josh Allen on the second play of the, of, of, of the offensive drive, the first offensive drive. Thank you for being up tempo. Thank you for establishing a rhythm. Thank you for finding the open wide receivers. Thank you for basically bringing us all home again to, 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 to Ralph Wilson stadium, to Highmark field on a beautiful night in Buffalo. Thank you. 
for inviting us back into the living room where we could watch our favorite football team play because that team that we watched the last couple of weeks was not our favorite football team. I don't know who they were. And they didn't either. It was interesting for me just to hear some of the post, uh, like the, 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 the post-game comments. Um, one of the things that Sean McDermott said that he liked which is opposite. And I've got a cough drop and I apologize if that's bothering you that are listening to this as a podcast. Um, one of the things that they asked Sean what he liked. And uh, one of the things that he liked that he came out with right away was I loved seeing Josh run early. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I mean, he did follow it up with Josh being safe and Josh running smart Josh getting down and not taking critical hits, which I think we would all agree with, but somehow, somehow to the not betterment of this football team, to the detriment of it, Josh, you being smart with the football, you getting down when you need to get down, you not taking the extra hit when it's completely unnecessary, turned into Josh, don't ever run. In fact, we're going to play a very slow kind of plotting style of offense. We're going to feature the run. We're going to be a little disjointed. Some of the play calls aren't necessarily going to make sense, but this is who we're going to be. And then you pile it on with McDermott saying, well, I have philosophical, you know, input on how this offense is going to run. It's my football team, and he's right. It is his football team, and he does get the opportunity to have a philosophical opinion on who is what his offense is going to look like. He can also choose to just let the offensive coordinator do what he wants, and in a second year, Ken Dorsey, I don't think that's the best idea, but I also don't want him railroading the offense either, and it led to a bunch of ambiguity, and there was infighting among, amongst all of us, amongst Bill's Mafia, amongst the content creators that are hobbyists like myself, amongst the media guys and Josh Allen's taking shots at the fans and taking shots at content creators. And I mean, and then I'm taking shots back at Josh Allen and other like media guys. Cause I don't feel like they're asking good questions. And then Sean McDermott comes out and says, well, what I really liked was Josh Allen running first thing in the game. And I was just like, Poof, like my mind just, my head exploded. I was like, what, what, what is, who are you? I'm still left with a little bit of like, who are you what is happening we have a week and a half off and i don't know what to expect when we play the Bengals. i have no clue what team is going to show up in cincinnati in what is it eight days nine days no idea does anybody do you know does anybody out there know what team is going to show up in nine days in cincinnati because <laughs> i'm sure i know what we're going to get on get to get on defense that, that that i got down i know exactly what i'm going to see on defense that 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 game in Cincinnati next week is going to be a boat race. It's going to be the first team to 45. Literally, that game is going to be the first team to 45 wins. Or the first team that blinks loses. They're the first team that makes mistakes, that, that turns the ball over three times is going to lose. I have 100% confidence that our offense could get hot and put 45 points on the Bengals. I don't have a ton of confidence that our defense can stop the Bengals from keeping pace with us. That might be a no punt game for both teams. We might be looking at the 1993 49ers Buffalo Bills game all over again, especially if the Bills go up tempo. 
like they did on uh, Thursday night. Anyways, <laughs> Jimmy Key says, I'm giving, <laughs> I love this phrase too. J- Josh always says this. Well, we got to give him his flowers. We got to give the punter his flowers. We got to give the other team his flowers. Jimmy Key says, I'm giving flowers to Joe Miller for calling it, calling, uh, calling it what it is. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, I'm doing what I can. Uh, Wayne, Wayne Bowen says, uh, where's Elam? Where's Elam? We lost when we didn't, when he didn't play. I can't believe he can't get on the field. Yeah. You know, I, I, the only thing that I can surmise, the only thing that I can guess, the only thing that I can, you know, imagine is that they're getting ready to move him, that there's a deal in the works for him. And the last thing they that they needed was for him to get hurt. Other than the fact that Josh Norman did not play corner he played special teams and Kyrie Elam I don't think plays special teams so that also could be kind of what it was but at the end of the day I don't know what's going on Uh, it looks like a big gigantic swing and a miss I had somebody DMing me I don't remember who it was off the top of my head uh before the game and I was like they should just release him I mean if they can't trade him let him go to a team where maybe he can make something of, of himself and kind of get a quick start over instead of letting him rot on your bench. It's just so weird. His confidence level has to be like in the in the toilet. So weird. Ralph Wilson says, are we going to see any new players in the next game? I have no idea. I don't think so. I think if the Bills make moves, they might make moves for, for draft picks. I can't see them. While you've got teams like the Eagles who are doing everything they can to better themselves all the time, I just can't see the Bills doing that. I, I'll be surprised if it happens. Uh, Sal says McDermott tried to handcuff Dable and it didn't work. We talked about that, I think, last week a little bit when I was I was a little hot last week. I was a little I was a little I was a little uh, fit to be tied uh, last week. I, I, I blamed everybody. There was nobody that was. Uh, if you missed the show last week because you don't like to listen after a loss, um, I went after the Bills. I went after the players. I went after the coaches. I went after the media. I went after the fans. I, I laid it on for everyone. Everybody was uh, in the crosshairs last week. There was a lot to like about this football game. A lot to like about this football game, starting with QB1. Josh Allen had himself a day. I did not do the math, and I have not looked, but I'll do the math right now. Josh Allen completed 31 passes on 40 attempts. Whoops. 31 divided by 40. For 77% completion in a game where he looked very much in control on top. Uh, every check was right. Every crazy audible seemed to be good. Yes, I know some of the audibles didn't necessarily work, but that was a game where Josh Allen looked like Josh Allen again. And I know that he's dealing with an injury. And, and I'm sitting on the couch, right, watching him run, excited that this offense is turning back into who they're supposed to be. And at the same time, watching him tweak his shoulder and end up in the medical tent and getting a little worried. Maybe he shouldn't run. <laughs> like, I'm doing it too. I'm doing the exact same thing the coaches are doing. But Josh Allen played a great football game. He had two touchdowns in the air. He had one rushing. He did have that unfortunate interception. I don't know how many interceptions he has on the season. Somebody can probably tell me. But I feel like like two of them were actually bad. No, I guess the Jets game, right? He had he had uh, he had three in the Jets game that were bad interceptions. But it just it feels like since the Jets game, one or two of the interceptions he's thrown have been on him. All of the other ones have been like tip balls, 
and just kind of weird stuff like strange eight bill uh tennessee bills fan says he's got eight this year josh sal says josh was having fun again that was that's literally what came across the television it came across there's an aspect jay spence the king tweeted out i think today or last night that they heard us right they heard the mafia and and i tweeted a lot of things um i tweeted directly at josh i said yo josh like we love you be you right and we heard him him kind of talk about some of that stuff in this presser through the week that maybe I need to be a little more emotional. Maybe I need to do things that lift this team. Maybe I need which and there was an aspect of it's like maybe these guys are sitting there reading Twitter because what went from panic buttons in the Jaguars game and sheer upsetness, right? Over the way that whole situation with the with the Jaguars was handled. To beating the Giants, a team that we should we should we should have throttled, beating them on the last play defensively. To the Patriots game and losing to the one of the worst teams in the league, if not the worst team, which the first what the first spillover from that game was everybody was on fire, angry and mad, turned into a wave of just give us back the football team that we love. And it feels like somehow even though they tell us they never pay attention to us and i don't mean us meaning guys that are podcasters i mean us bills mafia fans even though they tell us that they never listen to us they never read our stuff they don't get on social media it feels like it, it feels it, it, it's there's it's not possible for it to be a coincidence that everything that we were asking for the all pro at home offensive coordinators they were screaming about hurry up four minute up tempo offenses, 11 personnel, uh, you know, Josh running the football that they it, it's it's not possible that it was coincidence that we got all of that because it was a short week. It's just not possible. So as much as I said a minute ago, who are you? I'm not sure who to expect against the Bengals. My hope is and my expectation should be and all of our expectations should be is that this is what we're going to get. Right. I loved what I saw from the wide receiver group. I'm going to say some things right now that might shock some of you. Not so much the first one, but the second one. The first one, Gabe Davis looked really, really good in this football game. Maybe the problem hasn't been Gabe Davis as much as the problem's been Gabe Davis not getting the football. Maybe Gabe Davis is a guy that needs to be targeted early, that needs to be like, Fed into the game, fed into the rhythm and the and the and the and the measure of the game, so that he can kind of get a feel for what's happening. Much like we see with Josh Allen, Josh plays different. We all know it. He has said it. That's where we got it from. When he gets that first run and that first hit, he needs it to play right. <coughs> Maybe Gabe is the same way. Gabe had a stellar game. He was open. He made some contested catches. He played well. This is the one you might be surprised by. Khalil Shakir showed up big in this football game. I full well expect him to be on the angry run segment for that one run where he tucked his shoulder and trucked that dude. If we're going to get that Khalil Shakir week in and week out, sign me up. Sign me up. Tennessee Bills fan says that Davis was finally running shorter routes. That is a big part of it. They didn't have him just running down the field aimlessly. Joey Hatch says, 
We all know it's been a roller coaster ride this year, up and down, up and down. You can't say even keel. Got to push uh, her blood pressure through the roof. <laughs> Got to put. <laughs> My blood pressure was through the roof, even last night <laughs> during the end of that game. <clears throat> and the last wide receiver that really kind of made a difference, obviously, was Stephon Diggs. And I know that Stephon Diggs didn't get probably the numbers that he wanted. And I know that he didn't score a touchdown. But at the end of the day, I don't think I don't think Stephon Diggs cares. I think he wants to be involved. He wants to see rhythm from the I think the disconnect for Stephon Diggs is when the offense is not working and he's not involved, it's a problem. I think when the offense is working, Stephon Diggs is fine. And I think when the offense is working, even if he has a limited role, Stephon Diggs is fine. I think it's twofold. I think when the offense is sputtering, this is what we saw last year, and they've removed him from it, I think that's when he begins to lose his emotional mind. Speculation. I could be wrong. But I think that's the competitor in him. I thought Steph played good. Would I feel even better about Steph playing if he had caught that last pass that should have been a first down that would have iced the game? Yes, but I also would have felt better if Jordan Phillips hadn't face masked uh, the running back. Sorry, Baker Mayfield. Allowing them to convert a, a, four, a fourth down into a first down on a penalty. Dalton Kincaid. Uh, this was a coming out party for Dalton Kincaid. Um, I like what I see from the rookie. I'm really excited for what we're potentially going to get from this rookie. I have little concerns about his size and his ability to big boy people um he has more of a mike gasecki free uh frame if that makes any sense and mike gasecki was as much as he was a bill killer in miami and killed the bills against the patriots um mike was ran out of miami because he wasn't big enough to block and i know that kincaid is blocking i know that that's happening and i'm sure that kincaid's probably a little bit bigger than him but kincaid isn't built like dawson knox kincaid isn't built like you know, uh, Travis Kelsey Kincaid isn't built like, you know, Dallas Goddard, you know, he's not built like those guys, small concern, but you know what? He is so, he is so smooth in his routes. He's so smooth in his turns. He flashes his hands about as fast as Stefan Diggs does the kids, the kid, the kid has great potential to be a star. And I loved the coming out party for Dalton Kincaid. I love what I see, what I saw from this 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 running back group. James Cook continues to impress. I heard, I did not see it. I heard that he got animated on the sideline. I don't know if anybody in the comments section knows anything more about that. Um, it was repeated by somebody that he just you know wants to play. So I don't know if somebody saw it, if somebody was in the stadium, but apparently at one point in time he was a little bit emotional, acting up on the sideline because he wanted to get back in the game. But, uh, you know, obviously, the defense. The defense is the walking wounded, man. I don't know what to tell you guys, and I don't know that it's going to get necessarily any better. The guys we're missing, we're missing a Pro Bowl player, if not all Pro player le uh, level player, at every level of the defense. Daquan Jones, Matt Milano, Tredavious White none of which may potentially return this season. I don't know what the answer is going to be. You've got to think that to the to, to the question about are we going to see a different Buffalo Bill, like a new Bill, a new Buffalo Bill, and a, you know, a new player in a Bill's uniform in, in, a, in a week and a half. 
if we do, it's got to be a defensive player, right? It's got to be, there has to be a level of, okay, maybe we can survive without another, without DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe we, maybe we can do this with Gabe Davis and with Khalil Shakir and with Deontay Hardy. I don't know that, I don't know what the answer is for this team and for this defense unless they go get, I almost feel like defensive tackle is almost more important than linebacker. You know, Terrell Bernard is playing well. We've talked about it. He's a budding superstar. Dorian Williams is taking his lumps. Joe Marino has come out and said he wishes that McDermott would just play him and let him learn on the job, but McDermott clearly played Terrell Dotson in that football game against the Buccaneers. And when you're talking about just the, you know, at the cornerback position, that cornerback group did a pretty good job against two incredibly good wide receivers in Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Could they have done better? Yes. But they did a pretty good job. They did a stand-up job against those two guys. I was worried. I'd have been more worried if they had had Tom Brady. I mean, Baker Mayfield isn't Tom Brady, but Mike Evans is good. We all know it. Chris Godwin is good. We all know it. And that defense held up pretty well, but you know what? <laughs> the Buccaneers aren't Joe Burrow. <laughs> right? The Buccaneers aren't the Bengals. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. It's They're going to have their hands full in a week and a half. Hands full. But that football game opened up, and I was like, man, we are back. <laughs> And then they punted it. I, I, I'm going to address one more thing, and then I'm going to jump over to uh, I'll jump over to the tweets real quick. Um, I started to get a little uneasy, right when the when the uh, the, the pass interference happened, which converted you know converted the fourth down into a first down for the, on that last drive, that 17 play drive that took forever, and then obviously Jordan Phillips with the face mask on Baker. Started to get a little, little uneasy when it comes to the to the punts from the uh, from the the Buccaneers inside the Buccaneers fifty. So like between the forty five and the forty, I'm going to be honest with you. I was on board with those punts. I was on board with those punts. Normally I would be let's go for it, and normally the Bills are let's go for it. But the defense was playing well, and the Buccaneers couldn't really get a whole lot going. I had the expectation at that point that. If we punted and, you know, pinned them deep, it seemed like the Bills at some point in time were going to get a safety out of it, right? I mean, the defense, the defensive line was collapsing around Baker deep in his own zone over and over and over again, and, and they almost got him once. But I just had the feeling if the Bills punted to the to the to Baker and punted to the Bucks that they were going to the defense was going to stop him every time. And even if they didn't or couldn't, I just had a feeling or had an expectation that the Bills could get any first down that they knew they needed when they really needed it. And the funny part about it is neither of those things happened. Which put us in a situation where <laughs> the game was decided by a, by a failed Hail Mary that nobody touched when the ball landed in the end zone all by itself. 
And I know there's a lot of chatter out there on social media right now just about, you know, all the tackling and grabbing and yada, yada, yada. They don't throw pass interference penalties on Hail Mary 65 yards downfield. They just don't. They don't do it. So I don't know what anybody wants. I mean, are the players supposed to all go for the football? Yes. Are you supposed to tackle guys? No. And we might see this change if some the next team goes about just trying to murf guys and like take them to the ground before the ball comes down, the officials might play it differently. But I was I was pretty confident we were not going to get a flag, but there's always that D hop with Arizona moment, right? Where guy goes up and magically catches the football and they run away with a one point victory. And I got so I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I was on board with the punts, but I got a little nervous. I got a little nervous for me getting into the story of this football game. Uh, you know, I've already talked about it. The story of this game is the offense, the, the offense finding itself uh, going up tempo, kind of that four minute offense muddle huddle, not necessarily snapping it, you know, uh, in under or, you know, with, with 20 seconds left in the clock, but not necessarily drawing it down to zero, um, getting an opportunity to keep their defense on the field. Excuse me, stay in a rhythm uh, and, you know, allow Josh to survey to make checks at the line. They just look completely different, and so much of that is that up-tempo. They asked Josh about that in the post-game thing on uh, Prime TV, just about being an up-tempo, and he said he liked it, and then he kind of he started to back off of it because he didn't – I don't think he wanted to kind of feed the media or feed us. I, mean, I knew it. You know what I mean? I, I think, But I, I think Josh likes to be in that up-tempo offense. Um, 11 personnel, the Bills, were, the Bills were forced to be in 11 personnel, obviously with the injuries to Dawson Knox and Quentin Morris. I like that. That, to me, was a big part of this game, getting back. They went five wide, spread a lot, and it worked. Obviously, Josh running and uh, showing the willingness to run despite even being injured and sliding uh, a couple times, but uh, and then spreading the ball around to uh, in rhythm, I should say, to open receivers pretty much all over the field. All the things that we talked about last week. All the things that, that we talked about last week came like happened in this football game. All the things. It was it was freaking phenomenal. But as we talked about the stats, Josh Allen 31 for 40, 324 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. James Cook was 14 for 67 yards, hit a 4.8 average, which is great. Josh 7 for 41, 5.9 average. Latavius Murray 5 for 7 yards. Didn't have the best night. Khalil Shakir led the way with six receptions for 92 yards. Gabe Davis, nine for 87 and a touchdown. Stephon Diggs, nine for 70. Dalton Kincaid, five for 65. I love these numbers. James Cook, one for six. I'd like to see more from James Cook. Latavius Murray, one for four. It was just a great football game. When you're talking about team stats, total yards, Buffalo Bills, 427 to the the Buccaneers, 302. Passing yards, 312 for the Bills, 224 for the Bucs. Rushing yards, 115 for the Bills, <clears throat> excuse me, 78 for the for the Buccaneers. Yards per play, 6.3 to 4.9. The Bills just, they, they that game was way too close for how close that game was not. I think it's probably the easiest way to say it, right? Does that make sense? That game was way too close at the end for how close that game was not. That game was not that close. But the Bills allowed it to be close. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, after this football game, I tweeted from the overreaction buff handle. Football is fun again, despite a little white knuckling at the end of the game. (laughs) We were all a little bit nervous. How does that win? Have you feeling Bill's Mafia reading your tweets at 930 p.m. tomorrow night? That's today on the overreaction show. This is what we got. We got uh, Karen hashtag go Bills hashtag. Let's go Buffalo at go Sabres Bills. Josh is back and keep it that way. One Bills drive 
hashtag let, uh, let Josh cook. Hashtag 11 personnel forever. Hashtag wildest dreams land has, has been uncanceled officially. P.S. Kincaid is going to be fun to watch for years to come. The boy can catch. Well, we're going to retweet that one. <clears throat> Love it, Karen. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Blondie at Blondie Leon. McDermott early lost this game. He has learned nothing in eight years. Nearly. I think that's supposed to say uh, McDermott nearly lost this game. He has learned nothing in eight years. McDermott does some interestingly weird things in the game, like calling timeouts that seemingly help the other team's offense in odd times. Like, I know you might want to get a look or a peek at their offense, but when their offense feels like it's pressing and, it, and it's it's about to be forced into an error, McDermott has a, a knack for calling a, a, a timeout and giving them an opportunity to kind of read. So like two incomplete passes or like a two-yard pass and then an incomplete pass on like a miscommunication between the quarterback. It's third down and eight. It's a critical or fourth down and seven. It's critical at the moment. And like, you can see that the offense, the, the opponent, the, the, the opposite team, like the Buccaneers offense is kind of like, they're not really not, not, not sure, but there's an aspect of like, Oh, this isn't really, they're not smooth. All of a sudden McDermott calls a timeout. And normally when he does it, the defense made the stop, right? The play happened and the ball was incomplete or there was a fumble or a sack or something like that. And it's like the Buffalo bills have used their final timeout. And it's like, why, why are you doing this now? He has a knack for that. He's got to stop doing that. Like he's got to, he's got to let them play. Just let, let them play. Right. Just say no to turf. My guy at Saxon Dave immediate overreactions, conservative play calling and untimely penalties almost cost us. That's actually not in my notes we didn't have really any penalties until the end of the game. First half looked better as did first drive and second half or first drive of the second half. Sorry. Rest of the second half was rough. It wasn't rough, Dave, as much as it was more of a situation that the bills just kind of took their foot off the gas and allowed the defense to do their thing versus going forward on fourth and two or going forward on fourth and three, you know, not deep in their zone, but <clears throat> in the Buccaneers zone, uh, beginning to think <clears throat> a, a perfect offense, dominant defense and no heart attack victories is too much to ask. Uh, you might be right. <laughs> Buckle up, Dave. It's going to be a fun ride. And by fun, it might not, not be so fun. Uh, Jeremy Brilliard uh, at Brew 38 Where's the 20, uh, 2022 def- or offense, rather? Good Lord, we are bad. I wouldn't go that far, Jeremy. It's not It's not that bad. Uh, Tim Ashenfelter at Illinois Bills fan, IL Bills fan. Improvement by the offense still needs to be a bit better. I agree. Bills need a refresher on defending the Hail Mary too close there at the end. Bucks so lucky with, the, with every ball bounce going their way in, uh, on the last TD drive. Muffed punt. TD pass off the helmet and the push off, the push off that did not get called. Uh, and then the two point conversion, good on a deflected ball. That two point conversion was just as crazy as the push off and deflected ball off the helmet. Absolutely nuts. Payton, my guy at Payton, good rebound. Now, what I want, <laughs> he's got the uh, major league uh, gif. This, uh, that's called a winning streak. It has happened before. <laughs> Beth from Buffalo at Beth underscore, or I'm sorry, at Buffalo underscore Beth. I'm not feeling great, actually. Can't celebrate because of the inability to get first downs too close to the game out, uh, to, to the game's end. And that almost Hail Mary. Boy, people are struggling with that a little bit. <clears throat> I wonder if everybody's feeling the same way today on Friday as they were feeling last night. Everybody's heart was uh, in their throats, right? At the end of this game. Mike Graham at uh, All Right Mike 13. Bill's offense looks like it might be back. 
he didn't have a question there. I put the question mark there. Sorry. Bill's offense looks like it might be back. Exclamation point. A little concerned. They just flip-flopped what half, uh, what half they decided to sleepwalk in. But I'm more positive about this team after this game. I'm wondering if we should never go back to 12 personnel ever again. <laughs> uh, LOL uh, emoji. Go Bills. Xavier Stutz at XCS713. I didn't know the NFL made a new rule allowing anyone to hold Von Miller as much as they'd like. Anyways, Bills are back, baby. <laughs> Scottish Bills Mafia Jason at Jason Scott Bills. Great to get a win, but another game where we give the opponent time to beat us at the end. TJ and Phillips penalties. Uh, Terrence Johnson, he's saying. On fourth down, we're untimely, shall we say. Really happy for Shakir and especially Kincaid. Go Bills. Go Bills, my friend. Bills Media 716 at Bills Media 716. Woo! Up tempo. Quick hitter. Spread the ball around offense is the way to go with this team. That is absolutely who Josh Allen is as a quarterback, my friend. You were right. Need McDermott to be more aggressive on those fourth and shorts in the fourth, and this game would have been over much earlier. Kincaid is him. Go, Bills. Richard Rush, my guy, at Richard R. Rush, too. A win always feels a win always feels better than a, than a loss. That's Richard Rush spitting truth. I would have liked to score more points. And have it had not been so close. Go Bills with the peace sign. He says he's out. Richard, I'm right there with you, buddy. Jason C. at I'm God. I'm God's hand. I like most of what I saw. What I didn't like was choosing to punt twice on fourth and short situations where they should have gone for it. It could have cost them. Absolutely. Bills, Bengals, 11-5. So he's already got it queued up. He's like, Bills and Bengals is on. 11-5. At K has Mike. So K-H-A-Z-M-I-C. This team is literally trying to kill me. I'm not 18 anymore. I can't handle this. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. C-Dub, uh, hashtag Bills Mafia at Chris Wells 73. Well, the Bills won, so I'm feeling pretty good. And now 10 days for the Bills to heal up more, which is awesome, especially since Josh's throwing armor appears to be injured from a few weeks ago. Offense was improved. Hopefully they tend to or trend, I should say, in that direction going forward. Hashtag goes bill, go Bills. Hashtag WDL. Hashtag Wildest Dreams Land. WDL. I'm going to repost that just for that. Bill Took at Bill Took. Not great, really. More dis disillusioned now than even before. This team is in trouble. Wow. I did not see that negative of a tweet coming, Bill. Not great, actually. More disillusioned now than even before. I think I got to let that marinate for a minute. I don't know how you could watch that offense and then have the ability to turn it on and get back to who they were and have it leave you. I guess that would be, maybe that would be the disillusioned. Um, I have hope and I have expectation because I saw them get back to who they could be. Right. I think that's what it is. I don't think disillusioned is the right word. But we are still living in a space where it's who are you, right? Until we know, until we see for sure. Let's get three of these games in a row. Three games with the offense playing like this. Like we had earlier in the season. Maybe we won't be disillusioned. Tim, at Tim underscore Go Bills, like we didn't even win. Can't put bad teams away. Man, man, oh man, y'all were in your fields last night. It hello at 1SQ4VA. I'm ready for the mini bye week. <coughs> Excuse me. My heart needs to recover after this string of games. Also, can the ball bounce the Bills' way just one time? The football seemed to bounce in favor of the Bucks for most of the night. Hopefully, variant swings in the Bills' favor soon with those. I don't know how you guys feel, but it seems like the ball never bounces our way. Ever. Ever. 
Nostradam Russ at Nostradam Russ. When it's difficult watching your team win, you know you're all in. <laughs> man, the mafia, man. I'm telling you guys. Uh, this is the this is the overreaction show. Zach Jennings at Zach the Rioter. Kincaid is a baller. Gabe is a monster. Uh, or Gabe Davis monster game. Shakir is very good. Just needed to work on blocking from last year, Joe, with the eyes. <laughs> Would have loved to not come down to the final play, but big dubs. D stepped up big along with a hot start from the offense. Not too much to complain about. I'm with you, Zach. I'm with you, buddy. A Mayo at A underscore Mayo 85. Good to see the offense get back on track. Defense played well, too. Some bad penalties in the fourth quarter made this game seem closer than it actually was. A Mayo spitting facts. James Alexander Perks. Thank you, buddy, for being part of the show. At Mr. J Perks, seven or six, seven, eight, nine. Much better from the offense this week. I'm glad we spread the targets around. Shakir and Kincaid looked fantastic. We played with our food, played with our food a little bit too much, though. And could easily be played with our food. I guess he's talking about like playing with your food at dinner. A little bit too much, though, and could easily be talking about a four and four team at the end. But a win is still a win. Super good. Love it. Florida Man Rob at Florida Man Rob. Bills would have won comfortably if the sequence of events did not happen. The time expiring in the third quarter. Second and one, we inexplicably snapped the ball, and Allen takes a 10-yard sack on a play where the receivers were caught off guard. Momentum killer. Other than that, <clears throat> great game. You're not wrong, Florida man, Rob. 100%. I didn't talk about it in any of my notes. I wasn't wanting to really talk about anything negative, but that sequence was not great. Uh, no, no ninja skills. Nice. At no ninja skills. Needed to close it out. Had four catches or four chances. Gift wrapped from the D. And the O, again, couldn't finish the job. Got lucky at the end. That Hail Mary was very, very catchable. Yes, it was. Tyler Wilson at LeBounty Barber 1. Up-tempo to start was nice to see. They went up-tempo the whole game, Tyler. Spreading the ball around uh, more was a, was a positive. The run game was solid. Bass got his leg back. The defense was shutting people down. TB43, Terrell Bernard 43, is becoming an absolute dude. SD14. Let me down in my parlay, or let me down in my parlay again. Dude, I saw somebody won $10,000 on a parlay from the Buffalo Bills this weekend. Whole on a $100 bet. Nuts. JA17 needs a haircut. I'll bring my clippers. <laughs> nice, Tyler. Leon Brooks at LA or L Antonio 84. I'm excited to see additional weapons in this offense. Josh needs to continue to run. Hopefully, the defense can continue to bend and not break. I agree. Uh, JD at Bills Fan 41. I thought Josh got his grit back and looked amazing. Very happy that Shakir had a huge game and go Bills. Peter Dunn at Metal Peter. They looked a lot better. They still have improvements to make. Yes, Peter, they do. Uh, Mrs. KCB at Ophelia FL Mafia. I leave for a mountain cabin Sunday morning, floating on a positive vibe. Enjoy, relax for now, my dudes. OL 1013. OL 1013. My dudes, OL 1013. I don't know what that means. He, I think 1013 is Kalushka and Gabe Davis. And oh, my dudes, offensive line, 1013. Oh, well. Easy money. <clears throat> you guys in your, your Twitter code. I'm old. I don't know these fancy kid terms. Easy money at Zig the Zig the Zig then Zag. This is a new one for me. The team looked uh, more alive than they have in a while. I feel pretty good about that. Still a lot of a lot to work on. Thanks for being a part of the show. SJC3 at SJC703. Great game. Good game plan. Still some stuff to clean up, but on the short week, I'll take it. Enjoy the mini buy. Go Bills. You go Bills too, buddy. Debbie at Debbie, uh, Debbie down up. It feels good, she says. Fair enough. 
Uh, TX Bills fan at, at Go Bills Harris. I'm going to have to start doing a whole other show for your guys' tweets. Uh, great. It, was, uh, it wasn't perfect, but love the emotion of the team. Go Bills. Uh, Veneno76 Caracalla. I cannot read these. Uh, at Pegas, Pegaso761. Man, y'all killing me with these. Can't people just be like Jim? <laughs> Jim Go Bills. And then at Jim Go Bills. Yes, he says, go Bills. Just messing with you, bro. Citizen J at Citizen underscore J. We still suck. Citizen uh, Citizen J is not happy about the current status of the Buffalo Bills. NY01 at NY01. We are not good. Man, David Goltry at David Goltry. I hate football. <laughs> what is happening? Y'all need to get a drink or something. Goodness gracious. I know this was last. I'd love to know how these guys feel today. Because I'm not feeling so bad. 716 underscore Andrew uh, underscore 360 at Andy Fleer. For as good as the first half was, the second half was ease equally as bad. Man, there's a bunch of negative Nancys up in here. Rick Lamont 2 at IL underscore Lamont. Pretty GD good coming off a three coming off three poor performances in a short week. Nice job, Bills, top to bottom. I should have ended on that one because I don't know what's coming up next. Uh, yes, Rick, I agree. Bill H. Illify at H underscore Illify. Sean, yeesh. Sean had some questionable things in this game. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say he didn't. Daniel Abate at Bully nineteen thousand. Bills tried their hardest to give the game away. Stupid penalties, missed tackles again. Two games in a row, their opponent gets uh, goes right down the field <clears throat> and scores. If Godwin catches the hail mary, the Bills choke again. This team is hopeless. Same garbage every week. <clears throat> Excuse me, McDud needs to be fired. <laughs> Yikes. I muted my microphone. If you guys heard that, I yelled, yikes. Good Lord. Oh, my gosh. The next one is incredible. David Mul Mulvihill at David Mulvihill. Mad as F, although he spelled it out, the F dash 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 word. Last two drives, they should have pushed to the end or pushed to end it, and, and they turtled. They definitely turtled. <laughs> uh, Defoe, Defo, uh, D-E-F-O-E-X. At the odd pile. Awful. This game should have been a blowout, but both the D and the O couldn't close it out. Ridiculous use of timeouts by the clueless head coach again. Road games versus Cincy, Kansas City, Philly, and Miami coming up. How many wins there? Zero, he says. Go Sabres. Those, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> are your most in the Four years of this show, the most overreactionist tweets I've ever read on this show. Man, y'all were in your feelings big time. Uh, Zach of all trades with the super chat. Old man yells at clouds. Joe Miller, probably. What? These aren't my words. Like I'm reading other people's tweets. You can go to overreaction buff and read these tweets for yourself. I wasn't yelling, unless you're talking about a specific moment where I was yelling. There might have been a moment where I was yelling at the clouds, but this, if you're talking about these tweets, Zach, it's not me. I wasn't yelling at the clouds. I have yelled at the clouds. It's happened before. I'm old. Appreciate the super chat, my man. Let's see what's in the comments section real quick before I uh, let you guys out of here. What time is it? Uh, we got a couple minutes. 
Sal says McDermott is the team's biggest enemy. It's t- it's always a tough balance between. Uh, oh gosh, <laughs> Zach comes back and he says he's talking about the names. Yes, old man yells at the clouds. Hundred percent. Get your freaking names right. I'm on board. I'm on board. I'm yelling. I'm yelling at the clouds about the names. Sometimes, man, I'm up here like I'm the wrong guy to try to be pronouncing people's last names and like to try to pronounce people's Twitter handles. Forget it. Um, but getting back to what uh, Sal was saying, uh, McDermott is the team's worst enemy. I, I don't. I don't know that any head coach is ever overly liked in any city. I would imagine that Bill Belichick was probably hated during even the Brady years, right? Um. Karen Idzik says that uh, the mafia should just accept that dub and like it. I agree. Kevin uh, uh, Popolowski says uh, McDermott coaches scared. I don't think he coaches scared. I think he has a style of coaching that's a little more conservative because he's defensive minded. And I think that's just how those kind of guys think. Daniel Gowra says McDermott is not good at game clock timeout management. I would agree with that, but I don't think that's part of the scared mentality necessarily. Spin 0481 says, is it just me when Josh slides? It seems like he slides last. His slides last for a mile. If he slides untouched, I think he's got Vaseline on his butt cheeks. I think that's what's going on there. Spin just in case you're wondering. It's so funny. Um, I think that's, uh, yeah. Kevin Popolowski says that, uh, Josh needs an offensive coach. I've thought a lot about this. Um, upheaval at the top of a of an nfl team is never great and rarely do you see a situation very rarely do you see a situation where a new head coach comes in and takes a team to a super bowl has it happened yes tony dungy um and then uh uh uh, john gruden would be one where tony dungy couldn't get the job done john gruden came in and they won the super bowl the next year um it does happen it's not very often um that type of upheaval concerns me. What I would prefer to see is a situation where McDermott goes out if Dorsey is not the answer. And let's be honest, after this game, I'm not saying Dorsey is. I'm still one foot over the fence on Ken Dorsey. I'd like to see him go get an offensive guru and let uh, let the offensive guru do what the offensive guru does like he did with Brian Dable. That's why Brian Dable was so successful was because Sean let him do what he wanted and he gave him so much control and so much power even you know inside of his leadership that Dable was able to push back and be like no 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 you hired me to do this job I'm, I'm going to do it the way that I want to do it and Dable did and it caused a rift between them um, a big part of the rift that it causes because when it went bad for the offense it hung the defense out to dry and the team lost which obviously that's Sean's baby so um, so I don't know that I would want an, an overall head coaching change, but if Dorsey is not the guy, I would like to see a strong offensive coordinator come in. Maybe Brian Dable, if he gets fired from the giants, Oh, <laughs> uh, that's all I've got for you guys tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been uh, good to hang out with you for a little bit on a weird Friday night, right? Joe Miller overreaction show on a Friday night late. Is this strange? Should we do this more often? Is this odd? I mean, there's a decent amount of people up in here. Like, right. This is kind of fun. 
Uh, where do I want to go? Uh, let's see. So uh, there is no show Sunday. I'll actually be driving to Toronto for work. And then uh, the next game is next week, uh, Sunday night against the Cincinnati Bengals. My show will be Monday morning. And then the Phoenix show will will follow it next week uh, on, on, mon- on Monday night as well. This week, Monday night, uh, 8 o'clock, is uh, the Off Tackle with John Phoenix show. Uh, John is going to not be able to be with us, so it'll be me and Jerry Ostrowski. And then uh, Wednesday, I think things are in line for me to be back on the Humpty Hotline with Jay Spencer King. So very, very, very looking forward to that. But ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the Overreaction Buffalo Sports Show brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. My name is Joe Miller. I'm the voice of this year's show. Uh, yeah, appreciate you guys hanging out with me for a couple minutes. Hope you guys uh, have a wonderful victory Saturday, and I hope you enjoy Soak in the football on Sunday. Just pop on the TV, find the Red Zone channel, and just soak up stress-free football, the game that you love. You you love it because of the Bills, but you love it because it's football. Just soak it in, enjoy it, bask in it all day Sunday, Sunday night, and Monday night. Take an hour out for the John Fina show. But other than that, love you guys. Talk to you soon. For me, for Buffalo Remlings, for John Spazcheck, the market dominator. Go Bills.